Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sketch Talk, the podcast where we look at the world from an artist's perspective. My name is Alex, and joining me today are... Jasmine. Optic, or Alonzo. Nice to meet you. And Dickney. Ooh. As you can probably hear from everybody, uh, we have a little bit of a different setup today. Uh, February is known as Black History Month, where we look back at history and remember that... Uh, as always, Black Lives Matter. Today, we decided to bring in a couple of guests who are a part of the art community. Uh, we just wanted to give a little interview with everybody here. Uh, so if y'all want to uh, just kind of introduce yourselves again uh, with the, um, with your pronouns and what kind of art you're trying to do. Okay, my name is Jasmine. My pronouns are they and them. And I am a zinester, comic artist, merch designer, and Twitch streamer based out of Michigan. My work focuses around representation as well as fun merch design. And I'm really happy to be here today. Uh, and hi guys, my name's Alonzo. You can call me Optic. I am 24 year old artist out of Chicago, Illinois. A lot of my work bases around NSFW and SFW or for later terms, safe for work content based around mostly anime content and graphic design. Oh yeah. Uh me, I am Digny. I'm a mixed black Vietnamese artist living in Grand Rapids. And the stuff I do is basically just general illustration from pattern design to comics, zines, you name it. I'm also an art educator as well. So a lot of the things that I do in education kind of segues into my illustration stuff. Well, I guess since we don't really have much updates or really anything to um, mention right now, uh, again, we uh, are live on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, and we will be uh, hopefully getting to... Uh... Oh, right. Okay. So I set up our coffee page, and we do have a goal on our coffee page to get us... Yes, because... Right now, we are, as you probably all know, if you follow us on socials, we are hosting our podcast on Podbean. I am currently using the uh, free version, but that will only let us get up to about five episodes. We could, if y'all would help us out, um, again, I have the coffee page open, uh, ko-fi.com forward slash sketch talk pod. We have a goal there to raise money so that way we can get a yearly subscription so that way we can continue uploading episodes as well as get better features and have a chance to uh have better distributors such as getting on spotify and a couple of other different distributors that need the uh, premium account so if y'all i'll probably mention it again before the episode's over and end the outro so yeah uh that is definitely one thing i want to um uh, to note. <laughs> All right. But yeah, other than that, I think we can begin our uh, little interview process here. <laughs> Did it with your, uh, with your introductions here. But if you want to kind of get in a bit more detail about the kind of work you do, and um, I guess your art, ex your kind of like your experience uh, working with that kind of uh, medium. Whatever it may be, if you, uh, whoever wants to go first. Okay. Uh, well, if I can go, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. 
Alrighty. Uh, what is up, guys? Uh, so my name is Optic Deviant. Um, that is my tag name on Instagram and on Twitter, where you can find uh, uh, similar works of art, be it you know NSFW or uh, you know safe for work content. What I mostly try to focus on on the varying accounts, uh, mainly my Instagram. I try to just do anything that happens to be anime or hip hop culture. Um, being based in Chicago, like literally all my life, all I grew up around was rap music and hip hop and uh, just rap in general and the content of, you know, everyone wanting to uh, transfer that over through just all mediums. And I just sort of like fell into the whole anime niche growing up from Chicago, where it was like, where especially I grew up wasn't really uh, well received for you know black folks to be like oh you like watching cartoons and all this other stuff so uh <laughs> i felt that, too. that yeah coming from that where it's like uh you know um loving anime and then doing the whole like everyone's into like the whole just chicago mainstream mini of like hip-hop and music and stuff like that i sort of took that and blended it together and just sort of try to make that like a slash career slash hobby for me currently um a lot of stuff i work on is like celebrities that are alive or dead uh that i happen to like music wise and then for anime terms of character work i like to do you know illustrations be it just fan art for uh some of my online friends or just random anime characters from shows that i happen to like i try not to venture too much into fan art because i'm just like eh, i want to get my own things to be popular but one thing I've learned from being online so much is that fan art sells and moves w way faster than trying to, you know, push out your own characters and be like, hey, build a fan base around only this major character that no one knows. So I'm trying to crack into doing more fan art pieces, but I don't really know where. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Uh, thank you for having me. This is actually my first time on a podcast ever. And and actually, just recording my voice in six years. This is actually the first time I actually fully committed to talking with people online and just recording. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. No problem, man. If I may ask, um, did any of you guys start on like the what's that website? It's for art, uh, DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me tell you my history back in two thousand eight. Oh, man. When I started out on DeviantArt, I was like 13, 15, 14 at that time. I was super into like a lot of Nintendo characters. I was drawing fan art from the bat, and from there, I still wanted to like... At that point, I was also formulating my story. I told this about Alex when I was talking with him uh, yesterday about like how some of my characters were created. A lot of that created because, like one, I really liked... You know, the the age of, like, dark teenage angst, and you're just kind of, like, sitting there, like, how can I make this a lot more worse? <laughs> so I'm just, like, a lot of my stories then were just a little bit more bittersweet, not really um, happy-go-lucky kind of stories. And even then, I still carry that kind of themes and currently to my comic that I currently release right now, my webcomic. And it's just, like, um, focusing on that, still having that anime influence getting into there a little bit knit and granny compared to like uh your experiences optic over here um in grand rapids they don't see that kind of stuff often they're just kind of like oh that's cool those some naruto's and goku's yeah keep doing that hey i'm heavily sheltered 
So I, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't live on the other. What's it's the little literal south side of Chicago. So I'm I'm good. It's just <laughs> it's worse over there. I'm from San Antonio, so when you hear the south side, you immediately know that it's, it's going to be an issue. Uh, at least from my experience, I also grew up pretty sheltered. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it's like in Chicago, though. Right now, it's pretty calm. Not a lot of things going on thanks to COVID. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's one good thing about this pandemic going on. There doesn't seem to be much happening. I wish there was some happening, like the Zine Fest that I was supposed to go from what, last year. Oh, <laughs> all the cons. Yeah. Yeah, Yasmin, you can feel my pain, man. When I got into, like, um, I was supposed to be in Chicago Zine Fest last year, and also your Zine Fest, too. And I'm just like, I'm like, no! (laughs) Fun fact, I've never been to an anime convention ever since I've started, like, drawing. Like, yeah, when I first got into, like, knowing, like, what anime conventions were, I was in high school, but I could just never afford to go. You know, that's fair. One time I saved up my entire checks just to go. See, I never had that conviction. I don't know. I've always wanted to have like my own booth. I I don't have the commitment to do all that stuff. That could be a gamble sometimes because not only do you got to get the table, you also got to get the merch. You also got to get your stay wherever you're going and see if you can find a place. It's a a big investment, but I've heard from some, I know some artists that's how they make a living yeah, um, i actually have been tabling at anime convention since 2012 oh and, wait two, no 2000 and, let me see no i think it was 2012 at anime conventions and it is a big investment and then i've been tabling at zine conventions mm-hmm. since 2016 so I have a lot of experience with those. And especially when Optic was talking about the fan art versus original art, I definitely have always leaned on the side of original art. I'm not a big fan artist. I'm not, I don't super fall into fandom. I've always had hand-printed apparel. I've always had zines. I've always had original characters. Um, you can find me on Instagram at boymonsta, B-O-Y-M-O-N-S-T-A. And my experience has definitely been different from most just because most people will, you know, load up on fan art and make sure they make their money back. But I had the passion for original art from the beginning. So when I transitioned from mostly anime conventions, sometimes even 10 or 11 per year to zine fests, I definitely found my community with zines. Because especially because we talk about our with per zines anyway, personal zines or zines about your experiences. Um, my zines are about being non-binary, about being black, about being assigned female at birth. And it was really wonderful to be able to meet people with similar mindsets, similar points of views. I love trading zines. I love making a new zine. There's nothing like a new zine coming off the printer. And um it's That's, so satisfying. It's really satisfying. I never done con stuff. I think I will probably never will because do, working with like anime cons, I've been on a few, but I'm not really interested in them. I'm more interested in the Zine Fest, the more of the indie community where yeah, we can absolutely. share more mm-hmm. of like our own feelings on the process. It's like, yeah, here's a here's a zine about like something about Akito. Very cool. Here's a zine about like sometime some shit that I deal with my mom. 
also neat. Olympics just by also neat. <laughs> <laughs> I was awesome. like, I was like, also neat, but I'm so sorry <laughs> that happened to you. It was like, it's okay. <laughs> There's nothing like like my zines center around, like I said, representation and my mood, my feelings. So I have zines about being depressed. I have zines about my pronouns. I have zines about my experience as a black person who is perceived as a woman. And there's nothing like someone picking up a zine, flipping through, and then just being like, I need this. I need this. I'm like, I, yay. I, I feel that so much. Oh, wow. Like, thank you for, res like, I'm so glad that my experience resonates with you. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, now no I just feel like I'm probably gonna have to check out your stuff after this, because I did. Oh, see, yeah, definitely. I did see yeah, y'all's. Uh, I did see y'all's Instagram before uh, before y'all came on, and I was uh, I was interested. I was very interested in uh, uh, the fact that uh, Yasmin, you were making uh, like you had a bunch of different merchandise you were uh, displaying on your page, and I was like, oh, hello. I'm just kind of scrolling <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. I recently did a shop update on January 9th. Um, typically, my work is about representation. I design merchandise like enamel pins that have they and them pronouns on them. My latest enamel pin is a rainbow metal plated enamel pin that says gender fluid Ooh. for my oh, fluid friends. Yeah. yeah. And um, I strayed away from that just a little bit just to have not that the enamel pins weren't fun, but they're very niche and you know we optic knows we out here trying to make a living as well as share our art and our vision so i was like <laughs> i was like i want to get in the stationery i want to get into more acrylic charms and stickers so i did a shop update and really really tested my hand at designing things designing washi tape designing stickers stationery uh lanyards and it was a ton of fun yeah i have washi tape oh. My God! But you need to tell me some tips about washi tape because I want to get my pattern designs on that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I can help you out, hundred percent. One thing I, I really love. Yeah, I actually used to screen print my own designs by hand and sell them at anime conventions. Um, screen oh, printing awesome. is a passion of mine. It is wonderful, and I have more space now in my bigger apartment, so I'd really like to screen print more apparel. I like doing it myself instead of outsourcing, just because no piece is the same, and it's just wonderful, and everything is unique. based in like the cultures of hype beast but uh not really as professional more more handmade more uh oh, more like that indie scene thing. and stuff yeah more like the indie, indie scene right. and it actually off, i had i'd have i had some of my uh close friends buy hoodies and t-shirts from me and it was really cool i i like that experience but i i don't know i want to learn more about like making my own stuff instead of having it like outsourced and like having a website created Mm. I agree. Yeah, that's wonderful. I hope you pursue that because it would be 
really nice to see more like black owned fashion brands and stuff out there. Oh Especially yeah, streetwear, oh, yeah. skatewear. It'd be awesome, Optic. That'd be really cool. Very <laughs> sick. Stuff too. Uh, actually, I know a popular uh brand out there that it's currently booming on Instagram. It's called Na- uh, Nami Wear. Uh, it's by the basically the same person, uh, Nami Wear. Uh, they basically have the same stuff, and they're based out in, I think, uh, Houston or L.A. currently. Oh, what? Close yeah, definitely home? check out the, yeah, definitely check them out. It's a uh, Nami, like, uh, from Dragon Ball Z, and then Wear, uh, W-E-A-R. Uh, they're pretty okay. cool, and they're, they're, they're uh, their, uh, co-creator, co-founder is all black, and, uh, he's, I actually try to follow him as a business model for my own, uh, like commissioning brands and stuff like that so definitely give him a look uh check him out all black owned he's actually been featured on a lot of youtubers pages like uh king vader and some other like black artists that are uh like on tiktok and youtube like that yeah i'm just checking out his work right now holy crap i like that naruto like that fluff (laughs) it's like oh my god Since we've been kind of uh, mentioning it as we go, uh, uh, the kind of media that's inspired you to create. I know you say, uh, Optic, you said anime is one of them. Is there like any specific anime in particular that you grew up with that kind of inspired you? Oh, uh, yes, definitely. My main source of inspiration I fell in love with was the show Soul Eater. Um, yeah. uh, that. Soul Eater was my main source of like making fan art and just trying to emulate my own self onto a character's like I want I was like I wanted to be a weapon you know or I wanted to be a meister and stuff like that so I fell in love with doing that and that actually got into Soul Eater actually introduced me into doing art on DeviantArt and then I actually coined the term from the website DeviantArt so hopefully they don't sue me for that <laughs> And I just uh, put I optic in front of it. Don't worry about yeah. it. We, it's, not, so. it's not like you got your own brand just because you have the word in it doesn't mean that you know it'll be fine. No, but yeah, definitely. Um, so like uh Soul Leader was a big inspiration. Actually, my character who I base my um a lot of my art and you know um self work mm-hmm. around um like a his name's Optic. He's a he's a he's a persona, definitely, and he's actually based off of soul from soul eater it's the same same height same character same body feature um it's just that i happen to black with dreadlocks and you know soul is soul (laughs) so Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's um i I use their body in uh make heavily for like facial expressions and it's like i like the simplicity of soul leaders look and animation and I sort of stuck with that all my life. Now, other animes that I do take inspiration from would be like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Naruto is a, a big influence. I really like that. And for me, I'd say, um, what's another anime? Uh, it, it actually came out. Uh, Blue Exorcist. That's another one I Ooh. have. Yeah, Blue oh, Exorcist. Man, that's, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Because, like, I'm not really into the shonen-esque titles. I'm mainly into, like, shoujo and, uh, what is it? Is it pronounced seinen? Like, uh, se- seinen, or are you looking for more, Marine. like, a jose? <laughs> I, I, um. Jose is more of towards for yeah, women, did. and seinen is so. basically is okay. for more of towards men. 
I um I don't know because I've seen some anime described as seinen that isn't necessarily shonen. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of, but I'm not really into like uh, what you would normally find in like Shonen Jump and things like that. Uh, I don't know. I just never got really into it. And but I do kind of just follow the scenes because I follow too many artists <laughs> uh, that tend to make a that tend to like show fan art or they t- retweet fan art. They share same, fan art from honestly, the same. Yeah. Um, what about you, Yasmin? Have is there any like a uh, kind of media that it has inspired you, or has kind of like what you would what you kind of base your art around? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was absolutely inspired by anime uh, when I first got into art. Um, I used to you know hang around Gaia online and watch Naruto every weekend when hey. the dubbers hey. could, in the suburbs hey. could get it up on YouTube. When you- um, watch three parts of on yes when you had to watch three parts on youtube you're absolutely oh, right and to this day and um i grew from anime when i found other artists who you know had different art styles and i found them on twitter i found them on tumblr who's who hasn't heard Tumblr? Um, yeah. And uh, then I started collecting zines. Um, at an anime convention, I met an artist named Hugh Rose, and they made zines. And I was so enamored. I was just absolutely obsessed with the concept of a zine. And shout out to Higu. Um, Their website is Higu.cool if you're interested. And I also need to shout out my friend Evie. Yeah, I met Evie at Yomacon one year and they had uh, some single page folded zines and I was like, this is so cool. So we, you know, became friends and one day I was just, you know, gushing about zines. I had a whole collection. I, I buy them online. I'd buy them at shows. I'd buy them up anywhere I could find them. And they looked at me and they were like, you know, you can do this, right? You can make one on your own. And it blew my mind. Absolutely <laughs> blew my mind. And I immediately made the intro you needed. <laughs> it was absolutely the turning point. I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, and print it on a printer and cut it and fold it. And I was like, <gasps> so <laughs> they took me to Grand Rapids Zine Fest, which is a zine fest in Michigan. Um, and it's just history from there. I began just consuming so many zines and so much media online. I have so many favorite artists. I follow like 3,000 artists on Instagram, 3,000 on Twitter. And just consuming the work of my peers really inspires me. Now, when it comes to product design, um, like I said, I am a non-binary person. My pronouns are they and them. And I wanted some representation. So I'd look up you know, they and them enamel pin. I just wanted, you know, a little something for my jacket. And I didn't necessarily like everything that I saw. And I was just like, these, you know, don't resonate with me. Like, I'm sure people like them and, you know, they sold well, but I just didn't find anything I liked. So my very first enamel pin was my they as hell enamel pin. So like gay as hell, but they as hell. And I was, it popped into my head literally as I sat at an anime convention and I was like, oh, cool. So I wrote it down. I, I did a little sketch of a little flame and it sat around for maybe like six months to a year. And then finally I was just fed up. I was like, why don't I just make this? Like, that's how I get with everything. Like I just sit there and I'm like, 
I'm going to do it. That's how I started screen printing. That's how I started making zines. That's how I started making enamel pins. It's how I started making all of my merchandise. I just wanted the thing to exist in the world or for people with similar taste to mine to be represented or, you know, to have the thing. And I was like, you know what? God damn it. I'm going to do it. So that was my inspiration was like seeing a lack of things. Yeah. And just sticking to it and seeing it through. I read a lot of like different manga from the Gama. Like, uh, there's Berserk. There is um, Urasawa's work. I also read a lot about Junji Ito. A lot of the horror elements that take place in the most unusual places. That I'm sometimes like, hmm. But I also look at a lot of like funny stuff. Like um, recently, I've been into The Way of the House Husband, and the comedy in there is something that I do want to emulate into my current comic that I'm working on right right now. Especially like uh, the law. <laughs> Alongsided visual um, humor and also the horror to it, and I try to try to mix those two together because I think you can't keep those things separate. You gotta have some funny with, along with the the sad date times. Hey, the horror aspects of anime are super popular right now. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, a lot of it was like um. God, what else? Yeah, when when the time when I was getting into zines, I was basically like um. That was around 2015. I was starting to figure out, like, working because, one, I was working on Coles and Lilacs, and after that, I want to put Only Your Dreams on the line, and after that, at that point, I'm just like, when I was starting making Only Your Dreams first, it was an interactive text adventure, so I had to figure out ways to code that. It was, it was okay. And then after that, I'm just like, I'm like, um, why? I'm like, Sinner's like, why not make this to a zine? And I'm just like, okay, I need to look at zines. And at that point, I was going into, like, um, at that time, Grand Rapids Zine Fest, when before I met Austin Knight, I met with a few people that actually, when I was showing them around, like I did have my zine copies with me. I didn't have a table at all. I was just basically carrying my work while I'm just checking around people's tables and stuff. I bought zines here and there, and some of them I was just like, ooh, this is cool. Like, uh, you got Bloodborne mixed with Over the Garden Wall. That's really sick. I'm going to buy that shit. I got one from like um, Audie Stuck um, when she made like um, about Toxic Floor, about like plants and how they're used for poisons and i'm just like yeah i'll buy that stuff too and then i met with this person i believe they were like a zine distributor and i was talking to her about like i really want to get into zines but i don't know how to start and she was like well, yeah you mean you can do this at home you know i'm just like you do <laughs> you can you can that's a thing light bulb just i got so invested into zines that it's like you mentioned i actually I was traveling to Zine Fest in Toronto, in Chicago, and just everywhere in Ohio. And finally, I was like, why the hell is there not a Detroit Zine Fest? Yeah, that like, was wondering what? too. I'm just like, Detroit is big. So I was tired of traveling at least two hours to get to a Zine Fest. So I was like, Evie, help me out here. And I started looking at venues like crazy. I started, you know, contacting artists and put up the, you know, call for art and call for tablers and Detroit Zine Fest was made and then COVID hit. So we couldn't have it in 2020, but hopefully in late 2021 or 2022, please, dear God, please let me have my Zine Fest. But yeah, so I wanted people to be able to connect like 
I had connected with people over zines. So I made Detroit Zine Fest and Evie helped me out and we are co-creators. Um, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, it's DET Zine Fest. And uh, wait, let me double check that. Hold up. Speaking about Detroit Zine Fest, is, is it, are we not going to have one like some this sometime this year or maybe next year? We have a date for this year with the venue, but yeah. we're still looking to see how things unfold with the virus and the fact that there's now a new, more infect infectious version of the same virus. And so we're going to actually not only try to do the in-person event, but we're going to try to do some um, highlighting of the artists. We're going to try to do some... Um, zine workshops digitally and just try to put more into Detroit Zine Fest because the first year of having COVID was very tough. I'm sure we all know. And just trying to like navigate this kind of new world almost was very, very difficult, especially with Evie working like two jobs. So we had to, we had to put it on the back burner while we like kind of figured out how to navigate life and now we're we're ready to do more stuff and uh, you know represent our artists and represent Detroit and you know just have more events in Michigan that are about zines and representation and creativity and you know just all the great things that zines bring us. Yeah, of course, man. Oh my god, I'd say uh, try try and um talk back on the uh topic of uh getting into like what you guys got like what inspired you to get into art uh have any of you guys like since we were on the topic of like you know teen angst and edginess have any of you heard of the popular genre called creepypasta yeah <laughs> i i heard about i list i read about creepypasta but that kind of stuff did not what? fly to me what? at all <laughs> it didn't fly with me at all i think like also during that time when i was reading all this anime manga a lot of the video games that i played i also got into rpg maker horror games and played a lot that of them was... when i was in when oh, i was in high were... school so like yume nikki off Eve, those games actually kind of influenced the type of writing that I also do and also the type of themes that I want to go play. So I'm just like, in Amori recently, when it got released, I'm just like, yeah, this this is the stuff that I want to put on the table too. But She's not been in obsessed with Amori lately. Yeah, I I like the game Amori. I've been waiting for it ever since like the Kickstarter. I paid for the Kickstarter, waited for the game, and I'm just like, now I finally got it in my hands. I'm just like, this is great. Yeah, I didn't do the Kickstarter, but ever since it was you know, announced. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about this on stream, so that's hilarious. Um, ever since it was announced, I've been like, I can't wait to play this game. I want to play this game. I love Goro. I love horror. I love horror manga. Junji Ito is amazing. Like, ugh, I just absolutely adore it, and I cannot wait to play Omori. Yeah, it'll it'll be a it'll be a great game, especially especially if you stream it. I already played it too many times. See, for me, that's the great thing. I, that's what uh, actually sparked my little interest in just drawing my own stuff. I, I, I sort of had, like, a deep dive into the whole creepypasta thing, and I know uh, that you were saying you, you uh, didn't really like it, and I understand the reasoning behind those. It's, a lot of the stuff was just, like, off-the-wall bat shit, just, just, just wild fan fictions. Um... But what I liked about the horror aspect, which actually I got into a, a oh, I, like I got into this huge fight with like a creator, uh, one of the creators of a creepypasta, 
Um, it wasn't Jeff the Killer or anyone big like that. But I did try to start a controversy when I was younger of killing off the the the, the popular characters like Jeff, Slenderman, you know, uh, Eyeless Jack, all of the, the greats, the Laughing Clown one, whatever that one was. And it sparked so much hate that I got my account banned. Oh my <laughs> god! This is the great story. This is this is what happened. So basically, what I was like, I came up with the concept of it, it's basically taken now. It was it was basically assassinations high school, but in the creepy uh realm, where it's a group of young, you know, uh, youthful serial killers up on the prime. They're just based off of actual, you know, historical figures or whatever who were serial killers. And they have to go to a school taught by the creepypastas. And I was like, what if there was a rogue, young, impressionable serial killer out there who wanted to lay waste to all the legends who think they're big and bad? So I did. <laughs> I basically took Jack the Ripper, made him younger, and then I started a full-out fucking Attack on Titan version war. Uh, like, this was like seven, eight years before you know, creepypasta started dying down. So when it was really big and people were really, really into it, I was like, through all that, they, they can't be all as popular as they want. I'm going to go to war with them. So many people hated the idea that I made, like, a six-chapter book slash, like, comic-esque version of it. And, and it started a... It's actually still on DeviantArt. You can look it up. It's called Proxy High. Uh, oh it started gosh. a fandom... My, my my hate for that started a fandom. And they, 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 it start. I literally started a fandom that I didn't want. But um, what happened was a lot of people took my idea. They dumped. They they watered it down, made it less little Haiti on the the original characters and the the OGs of creepypasta, and and they they made it more slice of life slash you know horror fict. And I like it honestly. Since we've been kind of talking about an on having an online presence, um. I guess we've kind of already been talking about our experiences as online creators. Um, if we kind of want to go into that as well as um, if you, um, first off, uh, do you, is your artwork something you want to make a career? And if so, what are things you want to accomplish for that art career? That's a really good question. Um, I definitely want to make my art into a career. Um, I would love to work for myself. I would love to, you know, be my own brand. Um, what, some goals that I have are just um, straying away from personal comics. I know that you definitely can make a career out of like autobio comics. Um, there are people that have done it and done it very well. Um, but I see myself telling stories, honestly. Um, I have a lot of stories and a lot of ideas floating in my head. And I one thing with ADD is I just can't stick to one thing. Uh, so like I've made comics, I've made, I'm a budding visual novel developer and I would like to be able to get those stories out of my brain and into the world in some form, whether it be visual novels, whether it be comic books and hopefully to garner support and to build a bigger audience. Um, I'm very appreciative for the audience that I have currently. Um, I've been on social media for a long time and I've been on like Instagram for like seven years. And if I could just kind of push like YouTube to be a bigger thing, cause I do make YouTube videos. Um, I kind of, 
don't have one specific avenue that I want to blow up. I would like to just, you know, make a modest living off of all the avenues. So like making games, making comics, making merchandise and creating um, YouTube videos. So that's my plan. <laughs> just uh, split my time between those. I'd say I'm the same way. Um, I want to make a, a modest living, you know, uh, if I could be a little selfish, I do want to have my name a little popular, like with the big wigs, um, because uh, I, I, yeah, I have that. I do have that inspiration to want to like. I would want to try to push avenues like YouTube or, um, you know, Twitch and, and try to stream and just get my my not my literal face, because I don't know about the whole, you know, putting my face out there just yet. I'm still fighting with that consciously. But uh, yeah, I really want to have just a modest living, you know, a neutral avenue of living when it comes to my artwork. I want people to know me and be like, hey, I know that. But it's not like, oh, you know, let me obsess over that type of, I don't want that fandom, like, what's his name? Corpse Husband. Because <laughs> that, that's amazing, but I don't, I don't need stalkers. I'm good. <laughs> what, is your, what is your take on it? Oh, gosh, I don't want that kind of stuff happening. I mean, I'm starting to see little inklings of it when, when, like, stalker? a published... No, 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 not like that, but it was like, not, not oh, like Jesus, a stalker okay. or something, but if I see a stalker, I'm willing to file restraining or, you know, <laughs> like... She ain't my, afraid to use the legal papers. I'm not afraid to use legal means to get people off my back, but it's just... Look, just when, a crowbar on you. Yeah, basically a crowbar on my back, strapped, <laughs> ready to attack. She ready to fight. I, when thinking about, like, my online presence and... Just getting my stories out there. Ultimately, I just want something that is out mostly made from me. So basically getting work, especially either in writing, in comics, visual novels, maybe. I mean, I've done some work on that, but I'm not really interested in making my own games of some kind. But just something that I was able to crank out my own media without not many too, too many hands like touching touching on it. But it's just also the fact that I also I'm also a person that likes to have some stability. So me being a educator is that's something that i'm also satisfied working with it as well and all the other stuff is also things that i do immediately after when i'm done like being it's like uh teaching by day yep and after everything else is like here's my comic i'm working on it by night <laughs> just basically on the grind but god it would be nice just getting getting a living out of just making comics maybe graphic novels publishing all that kind of stuff that i'm really into um doing stuff like youtube i I realize video editing is not really my main passions as I'm thinking about I'm actually trying to publish YouTube videos like um once every two to three weeks and just kind of looking at it I'm just like this is basically just sharing my uh time lapses I I don't have any other passion for that but things like audio recording like doing a podcast that's something that I might just dip my hands to a little bit more a lot of it is just that you have a lot of companies that want to put their dip in the pie, but there's also the creators that actually don't want to deal with that kind of stuff as well. And I'm kind of like nearly in that same boat, one foot there, mm. one foot in the other boat, kind of like felt like I'm split in the middle. Kind of and just want to create to create. Yeah, I just want to create to create, just bring my story out there. It'd be nice if I make money out of it. That's that will be one that'll be a nice fine goal but ultimately it's just something that i want to get out of my chest and if people like it and they want to buy it i'm just like by all means uh buy everything I, i'm the same way literally 
Let's see here. Well, that was actually kind of all the questions I had for uh, the interview today. I want to say thank you for you two for coming in and uh, uh, having us uh, uh, talk with you today. Oh, it's yeah, been no really eye opening hearing y'all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hearing thank y'all's you so much. Yeah. Um, I did also want to ask if anybody else had other uh, Black creators or artists or even musicians, even just uh, people that inspire you that you would like to uh, kind of promote here today. There's one by the name of Mark. His name is Marcus. A R. K-U-S dot E-F-F-I-N. I uh, look up to and I I like, he does basically just black couples content, but check him out. I would just love to shout out both Jeremy, um, Mariama, who is again, Chromantica on Twitter. And then also Evie, who is my co um, founder of the Detroit Zine Fest. Uh, their screen name is Eager Evie, E-A-G-E-R underscore E-E-V-E-E on Twitter. And yeah, if you want to check out some wonderful artists that are doing great work, uh, Mariama works in animation, um, Cool Orbit, Jeremy does everything by himself and is currently making comics on his own to self-publish. Evie also is creating art. Then I highly recommend those Ooh. three. I wouldn't, I'm going to rep four people because now I don't want to one up all you know, but I'm just, <laughs> oh, wow. about, I just want to think about them because I, it's been, a, it's been in my mind. So first shout out is to my friend Kendall. My friend Kendall is ba basically one of my illustration peers from the GVSU and she would love to be here, but currently she's at work and her stuff is basically oh. towards like, she focuses a lot about like queer relationships queer horror but also like black queer horror on all top of that so i would recommend Ooh. checking out her stuff she doesn't have much on social media currently right now but if you want to check out her work it's on it's weird art by bindle on instagram so that's spelled like weird as in w-e-r-i-d dot art dot b-y-n-d-l-y i mean d-l-e on that so yeah, her stuff is really great. I want her to see more stuff. And she's actually interested in making zines. So I'm trying to get get into getting her to that, you know, that uh starting starting kick point so she can get into more of that. Um another person I would like to shout out is Jasmine Simone. She's actually one of my webcomic buddies. Uh she works on this webcomic that's called Black Sunshine, which is pretty great. I would recommend reading her stuff at all. She's on Twitter. It's Libby Jasmine O'Simone. Not one person. This is I actually met this guy. His name is JP McVinga. He's a black artist working in LA. He was actually one of my mentors and he works in comics. He worked in showcase. He done a lot of different toy designs, and I would totally recommend just looking at his work if you want to see a lot of the technical stuff that he's doing. It's really great. The last person I would totally shout out is C. C. Bedford. I met him in a stream like years ago, and their work is freaking fantastic. They also do a lot of Nazi work as well. So if you're really into that, but also like seeing like a lot of punk imagery, totally recommend. So I do have a. Uh, I actually have a couple myself that um, I was thinking about while we were recording and even like before we were recording, I was like, oh man, I wish I could have messaged them. But uh, one of them is Vexingly Yours. They are a uh, non-binary uh, comic artist as well. 
they have a webcomic called, uh, oh, frick. what was it? Do, 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 do. Uh, Forgotten Roots, that's what it is. Um, their style, I would say, I, I really like their style. It is obviously kind of anime-based, but it has its own little twist to it. It's very, very soft and round. I love it. Um, but that's uh, Vexingly Yours, V-E-X-I-N-G-L-Y. And I also recommend uh, her name's Shy. Shy Draws 99. Uh, I would say she's more of a hobby artist, but her work is so adorable. And I love seeing it on my page. Um, she, I started noticing her work when she started posting more for uh, Blacktober. So that was uh, really, um, that was fun to look at. As well as uh, a Twitch streamer, proper artist. I don't know if I he's a, a Twitch affiliate, so I don't know if he's like big, big, or if he just got. Uh, but he's um he does a lot of like uh, realistic oil paintings. Uh, like he works, he focuses on realism, and um, his oil paintings are like I I am impressed <laughs> with how detailed he gets with his work. And he's always streaming on Twitch uh, what he's currently working on. So it's really cool. He does a lot of mainly like uh, American pop culture from what I can see. And a bit of anime too. And uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, I think that's everything we got for you this week. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you all tune in again. Uh, keep on sketching, friends, and have a good one. Bye-bye. And also, once again, big shout-out to Optic Deviant and Yasmin for uh, joining us today for this special episode. If you all once again want to just kind of um, uh, promote your, promote your um, where can they find you and such like that. Absolutely. So... Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. It was so nice to meet Alex and Optic and to be brought on by an old friend. So thank you so much. Um, you can find me on Instagram at BoyMonsta, on Twitter at BadAttack with two Ks. And you can find me on Etsy uh, at ShopBoyMonsta and on Twitch at BadAttack with two Ks. <laughs> Um, I would really appreciate your support. If you want to follow or hang out or anything like that, I'm always here. Thank you guys again for having me. Uh, this is my first time for a podcast, so I'm so glad to be here. Um, thank you for letting me, uh, you know, dive into my little uh, artsy stuff. Um, where you can find me on social media, uh, Instagram at OpticDeviant. And for Twitter, mind you, I do create a little bit of spicy content over there. So if that is up to your standards, follow me on Twitter at OpticDeviant. As for Twitch, I do have a Twitch as well. It's the same tag name. I seem to have them all the same one. So yeah, hopefully you guys like the content I make. And as for that, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, most social media, it's P. so that's spelled as T-U-Y-E-T-N-H-I-P. On Instagram, it's a t same thing, but there's an underscore between the I and the P. Um, I work on a webcomic. It's called Only Your Dreams. It's about a dream boyfriend and his dream real-life girl. 
So I suggest reading that if you like to get some chuckles and some of the wacky stuff that they have to go through. That it's is, a, it's a really good comic. I highly recommend a, it. A lot of people told me it was like, yeah, this is really good. Keep working at it. I'm like, thanks. So uh, I'll I'll drop the link. The drink is only only your dreams, but it's like oh, let's see, o i y d comic dot com. But it's also hosted on Tapas and Webtoon. Yeah, um, we will be uh, having a link in the show notes, letting everyone know where you can find all the artists we mentioned today, including different brands and people that we um, shouted out. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening and keep on sketching, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sketch Talk. The crew will be back on March 5th, so be sure to tune in then. In the meantime, you can follow all the production of the show at Sketch Talk Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, where you can also find the individual socials of the hosts themselves and show notes. If you would like to support the show financially and support small creators, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash sketch talk pod. That's ko-fi.com forward slash sketch talk pod. Thanks again and keep on sketching friends.